this is Tim Zhu. I'm Sky Nicholson. It's me, Anderson Silva. This is Phoenix. This is Showtime, Sean Porter. Hey, this is Eddie Hearn. G'day, this is Jason Maloney. Hey, I'm Nikita Zhu. This is Shotgun Tatnacon. This is Liam Pyro. On the Punch Podcast. Yeah, bring it in. Episode 53 of the Punch Podcast with Jabin starts for you now. And a big thanks to everyone that reached out uh, regarding the Nikita Zoo episode on the last one. A lot of good feedback from that. He is a great guy, a great chat, and uh, someone who I really hope we can get back on this podcast once again because you guys liked hearing it and watching it on YouTube, so I like to make them for you. And today, I believe it's going to be no different. Jack Brubaker going to join us in just a sec. He's uh, announced a new fight. He is on one of those cards that No Limit announced the four over six weeks. There's some big ones at all. Ends with Nikita Zoo with a big one at the Horton Pavilion on a pay-per-view as well. Liam Wilson on that double header, but starts this Wednesday night. Paulo Acuso and Reynold Quinlan. This is going to be good, and Ren's looking really, really good. We saw him at the uh, we saw him at the press conference. Obviously, the weigh-ins about to happen, if not already done by the time you hear this. Um, you got Yusuf Dib with Miles Zalewski and Jack Brubaker, Troy O'Mealy, Isaiah Sete, and Anush Huda as well. So this is going to be a really, really good card. I can't wait to see it. For you guys, you get to watch it on KO and Fox Sports 503, live and free as well. So these aren't pay-per-views. It's direct from Hoops Capital East in Sydney, so you'll be able to watch that on your telly, sit on the lounge, and just watch an amazing night of boxing. And also the return of a guy we are about to speak to today. He's always entertaining, and I'm talking about the Cronulla Cowboy, Jack Brubaker. This is good. He's uh, had quite the career. He's been out of the scene for a little while, and uh, we'll chat to him about why that is and a whole lot more. And he's had some big fights and some... Obviously, big names, too, that he's been up against. And uh, look, I think the last fight was some time ago, but we'll get into it. And let's welcome to the Punch Podcast. It's good to see him back in the ring, too, because, uh, look, I think if you watch the sport of boxing, this guy's got to be one of your favorites over the years. He's always entertaining. Welcome, Jack Brubaker. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on the show. First time, so welcome. Um, Look, it's been a while since we've seen you in the ring, and I caught you briefly in the Gold Coast and we had a quick chat and you were like, I've got something coming soon. Oh, you'll find out. And now we do. We do know there is a fight on No Limit and uh, you're back in the ring. Yeah, back in the ring, No Limit. Yeah, held it under wraps a little bit. They've done the big uh, four or five show press release and yeah, I had tens and hundreds of people messaging me, hitting me up when I'm fighting because they could see my little teasers of me being in the gym and sort of, yeah, teasing, teasing a little fight post here and there. So it's good to finally have a, a fight locked in and announced and, yeah, potentially uh, an even bigger one in the future. Yeah, well, obviously, uh, where we are taking on uh, Troy O'Mealy, he'll be your next opponent. How did you go? Obviously, it's been, because, what, I think maybe, I'm going to say April 21 was probably the last time you fought. That was against Stevie Spark. Yeah, spot on. Someone said today it was uh, two years and three months. So <laughs> I feel like, it's, it's been a, a lifetime since I've been back in the ring and yeah I just really truly needed that break away sort of I've been fighting pretty much non-stop since I was 18 and yeah sort of just the last couple of years I, I couldn't put my finger on why I wasn't feeling myself in the ring when I had all the help um, and I think it's all boiled down to it's one of those sports you gotta fucking hunt be 100% in it it's you can't sort of lean on your teammates or have a bad week and back up with your teammates the following week. It's it's a brutal sport. And yeah, I just noticed in the Spark fight, and give him credit, he's a great fighter. Uh, he just reminded me of myself sort of a few years previous. Just so I could tell that look in his eye. He was young, he was hungry. And yeah, he just 
did enough to win. Like when I done, I threw four punches, he threw five. When I threw six, he threw seven. He just had that bit more hunger. And it was honestly the first fight in a long, long time that I felt good in the ring. I sort of got on top of my diet, had a dietitian help me out. It was a tough weight cut. I ended up losing seven kilos in yeah, 16 hours. But it was the worst I felt on the scales, but the best I felt in the ring. Yeah, right. And those cuts can get pretty gnarly, can't they, when you've got to do that much? Is it, do you check that, say, like 24, 48 hours out, and you're like, oh, I'm a bit over. Oh, I'm a man, over. I was 48 hours, 24. I was stressing for yeah. weeks before, but yeah. it was the first time I'd done it that way. And yeah, I just trusted the process. So I didn't do a test run. I probably, probably should have had a bit of peace of mind. But yeah, I remember at the last press conference, um, yeah, all the, all the boys and everyone put bets on me that <laughs> if I was going to make the weight because I still looked big and I was like, uh, I, I think that was the first time Jeff seen a cut like that happen so severe, so close to the fight. I remember getting back to his house afterwards and we jumped on the scales and like, yeah, I was seven kilos over and I was just freaking out going, Jack, mate, seven <laughs> kilos, is it mate? But um, yeah, I just trusted the the fight dietitian that Jordan Sullivan. He does all of the UFC champs. So I was uh, quietly confident, but very nervous. Have you had to do any really, really unique things to cut weight? Because obviously, what's the big one? Probably is the bath the big one? A hot bath, or what, what's the? Yeah, well, I'm pretty lucky where I live. I sort of live in a pretty beautiful complex. We got the saunas. Uh, oh, so yeah. we got we got a home sauna, home gym, home home uh, yeah, swimming complex. So I'm extremely lucky to be able to do my weight cuts at home. But yeah, man, I've had that many stories of yeah, past experiences of whether. Uh, not being able to use a sauna in Japan when I fought over there because of my tattoos and the Yakuza. So oh. pretty much uh, having to cut weight in a little bath, which is about, oh, man, enough to fit uh, a little Asian dude. And I had my <laughs> uh, partner at the time bringing in boiling water and I was sitting up with my knees around my chest. And, yeah, it's just uh, torture. Times like that make you appreciate uh, the, the proper way. I'm still stuck on all your people that live in your complex trying to go for a sauna and you're in there, shirt off, mull it out, just sweating, just trying to get down five <laughs> yeah, kilos. The, uh, get out, you're the letting the steam print. out. Yeah, i got the leopard print speedos on too. <laughs> there you go. I mean, maybe that's why some of them live there. Who knows? Yeah, that's it, man. It's all the show. I've seen you out and about running over the last couple of days. Is, uh, is, is the fitness for the fight, is that the thing that you're questioning most or trying to put the most work into? Uh, no, I've always been quite fit. I just, I think I'm learning to be a bit smarter. I feel like this last week, I can sort of, I, I've definitely overtrained a lot in my previous fights. And the biggest one was the yeah when I fought Tim. I knew I had that fight 16 weeks out. And it was such a big fight for me and such a big hype. I, um, yeah, I definitely hit the road early. I was doing two, three sessions a day for 10 weeks and the fight was still six weeks out. And I, I just sort of hit, I hit a wall. I remember having my last spar about six weeks. I felt really good. And then it just all went downhill. I, I started, um, yeah, I had a staph infection in my arm that spread throughout my body. And I ended up in hospital a couple of weeks out. And it just set off a, a numerous other complications with my hips and my back and things I never experienced. So, uh, yeah, I was just, just nice and easy. Like I'm, I was just keeping the lungs open. I've done all the hard work. Um, I'm not. You're not going to get any fitter a couple of days out, but I just like to yeah keep the lungs and the body loose. So yeah, just to get out and about, you get that sense of fight coming up, and it's a good experience. 
Did you miss it while you're off? Like, uh, do you watch? Because obviously, in the time that you've probably spent away from the ring, boxing in say that last two years and four months or whatever you said, it's really gone up and up in the Australian public. Like, it's it's uh, massive now. Yeah, of course. Uh, at, the, at the time, I really yeah, I, I set up a gym. Uh, my parents uh, at a factory, and I thought, man, uh, I'll probably be training. Yeah, I still train every day, but. In the course of over 18 months, I reckon I trained three times boxing. I just, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really have that itch, didn't have the hunger. It's really only been the last six months that I sort of started to get that that itch back and watching yeah, No Limit and all these big young upcoming fighters coming through. It sort of, yeah, made me really want to get back in there and I still have a lot of, I know I've got a lot left in the tank. I'm still... Yeah, relatively young. Um, I've yeah, recently a, a new dad, so my priorities have changed a lot. I feel like my whole career, I've probably done it uh, backwards or the wrong way. I'm not. I don't regret anything, but I've sort of one of those mentality of I train hard and I play hard. So there, yeah, I train for three months and then I go out and celebrate for three months and then <laughs> I'll be back in the gym. So my my uh, my career and my training is sort of very up and down. So I'm looking forward to, yeah, my priorities being a bit different. I just knew if I was sitting in the pub in five years' time, I didn't want to be that guy to, to have that regret and say, oh, what if I just come back and have one more run, one more run? Like, man, I'm, I'm stoked with everything I've achieved in my boxing career so far. I've done a lot. I've given, yeah, a lot to the sport. The sport's given a lot to me. I, I just feel like everything extra now is just a bonus, so... Um, yeah, I'm just going to go in each each press conference, in each weigh-in, each fight with a big smile on my face, just knowing that, man, I, I enjoy this. This is what I do. And if I stop enjoying it, I, I don't need to do it. So there's no reason to. Yeah, and I think any fans of the sport, when they saw that you've had a fight announced, because there's, there's very few, I could probably do it on one hand, that can sell a fight like you, that it's got the uh, got the showmanship. Obviously, Isaac Hardman's one of the all-time greats. <laughs> but look, yeah, you've got well, quite the lip on you yourself. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, you, you never know. Anything's possible in the future. Sort of carrying a bit more weight. I'm still um, – I still think I could probably make well to weight. Uh I'm not 100% sure if the right fight came along. Uh, I definitely wouldn't wouldn't dismiss the opportunity to go back down to welterweight, but I feel big and strong at uh, light middle, and, yeah, there's big fights like that there for me too. Yeah, because you mentioned on your uh, press conference that you mentioned, I, I just heard you even just in the sentence just reference the word retirement. Oh, there's a few names I want to tick off before I retire, but... Judging from what I'm seeing, and hopefully on Wednesday night we see it all, it all come together, but it looks like to me that you could be a long way off that. I don't think it's an, yeah, an, an, a... I see the more, the more time I spend in the gym, the more I enjoy it. Again, I, when I first sort of yeah, was toying around with the idea of having a fight, I, I sort of told myself, I said, I'll come back and have one more, one more big last to run, and then I can sort of, yeah, it'll give me a platform to say my goodbyes. And then, yeah, I sort of, I'm starting to dismiss that. Then I was, oh, well, two more now. It doesn't doesn't really matter as long as I'm enjoying it. That's that's where my mind's changed. It's not more so about giving myself a platform to say my goodbyes or or whatnot. I'm just gonna they yeah, keep fighting. And again, there's things I do want to tick off the bucket list before I, before I hang them up. So I I can't give anyone an answer if if I have one more fight or if I have ten more fights. But uh, I'll know how many I'm going to have, I'm just going to keep enjoying it. And right now I'm loving it. So 
that's when I was at my most dangerous and, and my best. And you sometimes don't know how it's going to go because let's say uh, Dennis Hogan, he was probably looking around the same when he went to fight in Newcastle and he was like, if I don't win, it's probably in my last. Next minute he's got the IBO world title. He's Next minute he's on a big matchroom show over overseas with oh. Katie Taylor. Like it's massive. Yeah, it's, it's wild and that's sort of, Life uh, it throws curveballs at you all the time, and man, yeah, the older you get, the more you just enjoy each day. And yeah, I've definitely had some tough moments over the past couple of years, and yeah, I lost a, a close friend to suicide. And yeah, that was probably only a few months before the Stevie Spark fight, and that was going into that fight was probably uh, at my darkest, and yeah, sort of put on that bit of a front and. I still look back at the photo of me smiling at the press conference and uh, it sort of makes me think, I was like, man, I, I look so happy in that photo. But at times, that time of my life was probably yeah, the, one of the darkest times I've had. Yeah, well, it's awesome to see your name on a fight poster now. And uh, look, we want to see you back in the winner's circle. Training's been going well. You're feeling fit. You've got an opponent. And what do you think happens in this fight? Because I know there are some names on the horizon that you've been very vocal about, which I'm looking to get to. <laughs> yeah, well, man, I'm not looking past Troy because Troy's. Yeah. Uh, I've done lots of rounds with Troy. He's tough. He's willing. He comes forward. But uh, again, he's easy to hit. He's a fight that you can look very good against. And uh, I'm going to try and, as much as I I laugh about it, and I still got that Atori Gaddy mentality. I've got the skills. Like I, I, I can box really well. I just get away from it. I feel like I, if I'm boxing well and then it gets into a bit of a, a bit of a war, then I'm like, okay, I get that war mentality. I'm like, okay, well, this is what we're doing now. But I'm trying my best to be able to go to and fro from that. So, yeah, when you got a bang, you've got a bang. And then I've got to be able to get on my back foot and box and move again and look slick and then and then bang when I have to. So, yeah, it's still, it's still a learning curve for me. I still, this is my first fight in a, a couple of years. So, uh it's a good perfect fight to come back to so um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say i'm gonna be my sharpest or my best but i'm definitely gonna be working on little things that i can show improvement in and then that way when i get the bigger fights i can improve more so and blow out all the cobwebs against troy yeah well you did say uh the press conference for this no limit fight that you are about to take on uh, there are a few names that you do want to you want to get in the ring with. Who are they? Man, again, I'm a big name fighter. I'm a big show fighter. The the big fights, so I, I live for that. Like again, I'm I'm Miss Entertainment. The bigger the show, the the more that that hypes me up. I love the build up. I love the press conferences. Uh, again, I want Nikita Zoo. He's he's on a roll. He's everyone's. Um, they're talking about him, everyone's on the hype train, and man, he, rightly so. But he's beatable. Like I feel like most, especially his last opponent. I was looking at him at the press conference talking, and man, he just looked like a deer in headlights. He was sort of he looked beat before he got in the ring, and that happens a lot against the zoos. So they had that whole team around them. They had that aura, and yeah, sort of just water off a duck's back to me. I I love that, and I feel. A fight with Nikita, I'll be able to get one back because obviously when I fought Tim back in 2019, had a lot of build-up. It was just unfortunate, yeah, the camp we had and uh, the the final weeks of the the fight getting getting sick. But man, those opportunities don't come around. I, I made my bed, 
I done the trash talk. I built the fight up. Um, as much as uh, Jeff and my team and and everyone around me begging me and pleading with me not to take the fight, you sort of had to take your medicine. And <laughs> again, if I didn't take that fight, yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't get that opportunity again. And you become yeah someone that pulls out. And it's I've seen what that happens to other Australian fighters who <laughs> yeah listen to their team maybe and and don't take the fight. You, you feel from the Australian public turns. Mm. And obviously, you've seen Nikita go the distance with Ben Horn. Is he someone that is probably thinking a little bit like you that he can he can do it? Oh yeah, of course, man. Nikita's no one's unbeatable, and man, Nikita's a great fighter, and yeah, he's got a great team around him. But man, I, I back myself. I, I know if I have a if one, the biggest thing is my if I'm hungry and I'm in it a hundred percent, like I feel like I am right now. Man, before I had all the help, back when I was winning these OPBF belts and, and fighting, we got the top fighters in Japan that hadn't been beaten 10 years with 24-1 records. Man, I, before I had all the help and the, the strength coaches and the people around me, I had the, uh, the love and hunger for it, which goes a long way. Yeah, because I saw that obviously Nikita is, he said to me on this podcast actually in the last episode, he said he's not going to really look overseas until 15 fights. He's only at six and I'm thinking to myself, there's very few left in this country for you. Hopefully you're one of them. And uh, does that mean um, August on the card, you just storm the ring? (laughs) In August when we fight, man, who knows, I might even be fighting in August, so... Yeah, if if we get through Troy, um, yeah, man, I want to back it up. I, like, like I said in my previous, uh, in my previous life before dad, I uh, definitely enjoy myself with the boys, and um, yeah, I, I I just want to get straight back in the gym. But there's no off season, there's no party, there's no yeah, losing all my fitness, there's losing all my strength, and coming back from day one, it's like uh, yeah, I don't want to be like a the Ricky Hatton. I want to get straight back in there so while i'm fit and strong if nikita hasn't got an opponent for august 23 man i'm putting my hand up straight away in the ring so you're thinking in five weeks you can beat troy o'mealy and then beat nikita zoo wow 100 percent. that's yeah. uh that's what i'm believing i'm uh I'm liking what you're saying. I'm looking forward to seeing it and knowing how you can pick it up. What I'm putting down, I'm picking it up, but I'm also <laughs> liking the way you operate with a microphone in front of a crowd. And I know that you're just going to go absolutely ape shit when you <laughs> can start calling him out. Uh, that'd be <laughs> like, what's make... my fucking name? <laughs> yeah, say it, Jack Brubaker. There you go. Oh, yeah, Who knows? Fuck it, eh? You've, uh, yeah, um, Nah, it's, it's again, I'm, I'm excited. I'm feeling good. I got that hunger back. And man, not, I'm not saying I wasn't hungry um, yeah, when I was sort of my last couple of fights because I was I wouldn't have jumped in there, but it's a different, it's different from being in it and being fucking in it, in it. So yeah. um, I thought I was, but until that spark fight where again, I just, I just knew I needed uh, to step away and man. If I fight again, like I said, it would be because I want to, not because I have to. Yeah, well, we're going to look forward to that because uh, there was nothing better, like I've said in this chat already, that to see your name on a fight poster and to see you in two in five weeks would be even better. So let's uh, let's get through this next one unscathed and uh, keep climbing. That's it, yeah, 100% I, I just got to yeah get myself 
mentally prepared for a, for a fight because uh, Troy he's been around the bush for a long time and yeah, he's had had some tough fights and he's he's very durable but I know I can hurt him because I've heard him in sparring and I know if I'm just relaxed and I'm enjoying myself that's when I'm at my that's when I'm at my strongest so second I start to try look for that knockout it, it never comes. All right. Well, if you're not already supporting Jack Brubaker, you've missed probably six or seven years of fighting. But look, jump on now, never too late. Uh, but look, follow him. You'll catch his fights there on Fox Sports as well. And it's always uh, awesome to get you on this show. And uh, I look forward to uh, doing this again because, to be honest, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I look forward to uh, hearing what your neighbours say about you and your leopard print down in the sauna. Mate, <laughs> for this one, all right? Yeah, actually, uh, I've got the weigh-in tomorrow. <laughs> okay. I, I hadn't thought about maybe wearing them, but who knows? We'll see what we can do. Are we do. cowboy hatting? Yeah, the walkout cowboy hat, baby, Cronulla cowboy. Yeah, um, yeah, that's it, man. I grew, I grew up riding horses and property my whole life. So again, I, I've had a few names over the years: the Breakback Brubaker, <laughs> Jelly Knight Jack, Jack the Ripper. But I think uh, I'll retire on Cronulla cowboy in honor of uh, the Marrickville Mauler. I, I like the the rhyme. I mean, what two dudes you'd want to hang out with? Uh, they're, they're, that'd be, uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, a crew. 100%. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jack Brubaker, thanks for stopping by. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me, brother. Always entertaining, isn't he? What a guy. Jack Brubaker, Jack underscore Brubaker on Instagram. You can get on there, give him a follow and support what he's got going on. And uh, swing by nolimitboxing.com.au for all the details on all the fight cards. I'll leave a link in the description and the bio here as well so you can click that and you'll see everything they've got going on. Because as we said at the front, there is uh, four big events over six weeks and the first one this Wednesday night. Paulo Acuso and Reynold Quinlan and Ren's looking really, really fit. And uh, look, he is the guy that can upset anyone on any night. So uh, the 4-0 superstar that is Paulo Acuso might have his work cut out for him, but he's very focused. And uh, look, regardless, it's going to be a great fight. So uh, do not miss that one. That is the Punch Podcast done. Share it, subscribe it, leave me a comment, flick it to a mate. Just say, hey, you might like this. You never know. This is how we grow the pod and I appreciate you doing that if you already have. But that is me out of here and I'll see you next time.